You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus. dot com slash acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Okay, the word is out. They're gonna talk about. <laughs> And the silver screen. Kevin and Tom and Joe know all there is to know. From masterpieces to deep fried tacos. And if the movie sucks, you might hear them say, There's no telling where the guys will take you. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice, cause we're already. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, Episode 727, A Whale. Sure, we'll go with that. So, (laughs) I guess, uh, so we are broadcasting from undisclosed locations because flat tires and child sickness, (laughs) and so let's go around the virtual table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Uh, I guess before we dig in, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart, TuneIn, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. That's always uh, helpful. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. Uh, You could also maybe share an episode. Uh, It's the easiest thing you can do to help us out is just share an episode in your feed. So people who were kind enough to share an episode this week include Ralph Tribble, Chris Valls, Chris Magicman, Chris Sanders, the Chris Trifecta. We haven't had that in a while. That's right. Uh, Julian, Jordan, Tammy Lynn Powers, Betts, Travis Tewitt, Gabriel Lugo, Lane LeVanway, Heather Sachs, Brent Smith, Christopher Rex, Matt Bassler, Phil T., David Rojas, Geek to Me Radio, Ronnie Castle, Invasion of the Remake, Mike, Mike, and Oscar, In Session Film, Binge Movies, Ryan Terry, Colby Mack, Nostalgia Cast, Feel and Film, and Dissect That Film. So thank you very much for sharing an episode. We greatly appreciate it. Also, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoilers, where for five bucks a month, you get all sorts of bonus content and you help us out and we like you extra. A little extra. Yeah, we yeah. just did. Uh, we recorded our Violent Night episode, so just in time for Christmas. 
How about that? Cool. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. It'll be out by Christmas of yeah. 23, yes. so it's perfect. Yeah, it'll, be, it'll be ready for you. Just Don't worry about 11 it. 11 months early. <laughs> yeah. That's how I like to think of it. Well, what is the saying you famously made up, Joe? Uh, New Year's Evil. New Year's Evil. So yeah. what is the yeah. February? Is there some kind of like Valentine's? My Bloody Valentine. Favorite? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he made up another one. Perfect. Wow, he, totally you original. Are, you are a machine. Wait for April Fool's Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's also, also a movie, for the record. That's yeah, yeah, no way. Yeah, right, okay. Also, don't forget we have a YouTube, so if you would like rather watch us instead of listen to us, stare into our dreamy eyes, you can do that over at the YouTubes. And they did yes. last week. We were impressed with the the numbers oh, really? on plane. We we posted that oh. video because of all the illnesses and stuff. The plane video went up late, and it is our most viewed video. Hey, so, more go figure. Than, yeah, our, <laughs> the number two was uh, from four months ago. So R- it just well, it was it was RIPD with seventeen thousand well, views. RIPD is number one still, but we are trying <laughs> not to count we have, that. <laughs> we have no idea why. Nope, can't figure yeah, that yeah. out. So the whale. So it's it's fascinating as um, sometimes a film can pick up speed with the critics and kind of reach this no pun intended critical mass of everyone jumping on board, raving about a film, and yet they can all be completely wrong. Oh, see, uh, <laughs> this movie is hot garbage. Uh-huh. Wow. I don't understand why anyone likes this piece of trash film. I, wow. This is this Tell is us one how you of, really feel. This is one of those instances where the content of the film like was whatever, but I will say his performance is pretty impressive. Like, his performance saves a shitty script. Absolutely. Like that that, that is like first semester freshman playwright level writing. <laughs> like this movie is on a stick and I don't understand why people are feverishly masturbating to it in the same way he does in the opening scene of the film. <laughs> he does. This well, movie th- is yeah, a he does complete <laughs> turd. Like, I hated it, everything about this movie. Maybe they his were, eight-year-old daughter wrote the script and he uh, felt the need to ra- make it. Well, he needs... If, well, given how the film opens, if his eight-year-old daughter wrote the script, <laughs> she needs to be seen by a professional immediately. Immediately, right. Something is amiss. It, it, there were moments as I was sitting in this theater and I was like, this reminds me of Tusk, and not and and just like except it's except it's serious. Like it, Tusk, that's exactly right. Like Tusk, Tusk is, is very like tongue in cheek. Where yes. this like thinks it's really deep and smart, and it's yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. it's Aronofsky. I mean, that's all he makes. Though. I got to I mean, tell you though, there was a moment when I real I, I you know there's a there's a point where I forgot that this was a Darren Aronofsky movie, and the final scene of this movie, and we'll just do it now is Brendan Fraser gets up, stands up from the couch, is walking over to his daughter, and, I, and there's a moment where I was like, this is Darren Aronofsky. He's going to fall on that girl. I, he's going, he's going I, to eat her. I was thinking he's going to fall on and squish her. <laughs> I thought the I was first like, time that, that's what was going to happen. I thought it was going to be a mishap with him when you know he's falling and can't do it or whatever. I thought it was going right. to be a catastrophe then. <laughs> and, you know, he did a... a, a a Noah movie with giant rock monsters. So, I, so he, I mean, did he at some point find religion? And every movie he has deals with religion now. 
So wait, Think so we had how Noah, many... right? And then yeah. did he do Mother? Mother, Mother which is a religious <laughs> allegory. This yeah, is highly religious and questioning faith. So, yeah. I mean, and fine. I just, it's interesting because, you know, he did Requiem for a Dream, which had nothing to do with religion. The Wrestler doesn't seem very religious, and that's a great movie. Like, he didn't, he Man, was like, religious movies such... wasn't his thing. And then all of a sudden, every movie now, see, and the, the Fountain seems, it's at least philosophical. I don't know about religious, but it is very, like... You know, questioning, but it's it's almost like a stepping stone into right. religion. Like right. that's where and, he was at in his journey at the time, and it led to religion. Somehow. Right, which yeah. makes me think that it's like he somehow found religion or questioned something about faith or you know life, philosophical, and then it's just like every single movie. And again, no problem. I just I never heard that story. Like I wonder what is making that be his focus of every film now. Yeah, but Noah Noah's so weird because it does it it does kind of do the whole you know crisis of faith yada 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 and then he's fighting rock monsters mm-hmm. like w- w- what what where where did this like fantastical fantasy element like well it, they, they gave him 80 million dollars they said <laughs> yeah that's do true. something <laughs> yeah i forgot about that they're like hey we've got like 60 million dollars left over um, yeah. what do you want to do he's like i don't know Rock monsters? He's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good idea. Giant that's, rock monsters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's go have him fight some rock monsters. He, but he, you know, I'm kind of glad that now he didn't do that Batman movie like that. Given oh. given the track record we've had so yeah. far, and I, I don't. Yeah, you but know, that would have been in the '90s or something, right? That would have been a different uh, time. Yeah, so that would that was coming been, off that was coming off Pie that they were it was that about was oh jeez yeah it was it was post Batman and Robin. Right, and it, it that might have been okay be. because at that point, because I, I think it was like right after Pi, so he's an art house darling. Sure, but I don't think sure. he would have had like the the courage or the 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 muscle to to stand up to a studio and be like, no, I think the penguin's going to eat a baby. Like, <laughs> I think we're going to have Jim Gordon taking a hit on a toilet. Yeah, right. that would have been his with work his gun for in his mouth after coming from the indie scene he would have had to kind of play ball and get his right yeah get his that's beak fair. wet that's or fair. he'd have been josh trank right <laughs> exactly because that's what happens when you go yeah. from art house darling and then here's this huge budget and you say i don't want to do anything the studio wants and they're like wait that's not the deal yeah right i i want to do i want to do you know the fantastic four with really bad wigs and reshoots <laughs> And it's like the, then you need to find your own financing and your own IP. <laughs> the thing that strikes me with this movie, and like we've talked about, Aronofsky, he's made some great films, but a, most. But of it's films, been a while. It's it's been a <laughs> it's little been a while, while, I think. But you know, I mean, some people would argue, all right, like the people that were in the minority on Mother, like people love that movie. Man, that so, movie was trash. But. Yeah, it's garbage. <laughs> one thing is, his movies do take themselves seriously, right? He's not making tongue-in-cheek movies. He's not making comedy movies. Every movie is serious that he makes. He just yeah. doesn't make. So this movie... Can you imagine like, having dinner with that guy? No. God, that would have to be exhausting. Plus, no. I wouldn't want to trust any food that was put in front of me. But, <laughs> but even beyond that, I just think that like this guy just seems like he would be exhausting to to interact with. Well, he's just got to be intense with his artistic vision. Yeah. What what struck me as strange is as serious as this film takes and how like when you think about movies like The Fountain that are so deep and philosophical and all that. And then this movie 
it wants to take itself seriously but the the whale the whole thing with the whale is so on the nose right like is that supposed to be so clever at the end because they feed you this stuff about the paper the essay about moby dick and then it's like oh the whale and they're reading the essay over the top of this huge guy getting up and facing his fears and all that and i don't know to me that just seemed kind of cheesy at the end not as brilliant as i think there was was, the whole thing was cheesy i mean this whole thing like the only thing heavier than brendan fraser's character was the handedness of this movie (laughs) yeah it just it seemed so like i did not hate this movie i i was on board there there are parts that i that i identified with not well all right, but I, but I think clarify that's... which parts I identified with. But. <laughs> yeah. but there's, I mean, I think there's a lot of things to identify with, and it doesn't have to be obesity, right? So, like, that can be a placeholder for other things, but relationships, familial relationships, and messing up, having a second chance, you know, not deserving to punish yourself, deserving to live. And I think there's a lot of good things to take away from the film. It had my attention. It all takes place in one location, and I never felt bored. I mean, the movie had me intrigued, and I think Fraser gives a great performance. I I do agree that without the performance element of it, it probably wouldn't have been as good, but it did have my attention. I just thought the heavy-handedness, like you said, it, it especially at the end, yeah. when I'm like, oh, it just, it, I don't know, it didn't hit right to me to where they plant things, like with the essay. So it, from the very beginning of the movie, right, like he's... Can you, you know, plant a billboard? Can, <laughs> right. Like, I mean, like, you, could, you, could, you could plant the, 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 the stilts or the, the platform well, and, and they, then put they, the billboard on top of that. But at the very beginning of the movie, he's having some kind of a heart episode, and we come to find out that he's he's dying. He's very unhealthy. He's not just go get some medicine, you'll be better. He's his obesity has he has morbid obesity. He's going to die. His heart's going to fail. Like congenitive. If I, if I ever heart. get to a, if I ever get to a point in my life where I start to have a heart attack from jerking off, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go ahead and end it. I'm going to end it. What I'm else done. do you have to live for? I'm done. Yes. There's nothing left for me in this world. I've had I've had a good run. Uh, I quit. So when he's in the middle of that little uh, <laughs> event, <laughs> a missionary comes by. This is very much like a Jehovah Witness type thing. He's going yeah. door to door, and he's trying to tell him about the Bible or whatnot. But he sees that the door is unlocked, luckily, and Brendan Fraser thinks that it's Liz, his friend that takes care of him. And he's like, open the door, open the door. And he comes in, and he's like, what can I do? And he hands him an essay. And so from, from that point, you know, I'm intrigued. I'm like, what is it with this essay? And so he starts reading this essay to him, and he kind of calms down. And they they fooled me on one of two things in this movie because there's two kind of twist type mysteries with it. One is who was his boyfriend, and the other one is who wrote this essay. And so I figured yeah, that's out fair. That's once fair. once we get the backstory kind of that his boyfriend died, and that's why he started eating and becoming unhealthy. And then Liz takes care of him, and we find out that her brother died. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, the boyfriend's the brother. That's how he right. knows her. Right. So I picked up on that. I presumed, as I think everyone's supposed to, the his boyfriend wrote the essay because his boyfriend was a student and after class, no, they made it clear. Like they waited until after he wasn't his student anymore, but that's how he met him. And they had a relationship. He left his wife. He left his daughter when she was eight years old and started a relationship with this guy. So here's the problem with the essay. Yeah. No middle school, no middle schooler in the history of the fucking world has ever been told to read Moby Dick. Not one time. Not is, one time. But maybe is it a, like no, sometimes you can choose no, what you read? 
no. And she's smart. No middle schooler has chosen to read Moby Dick. But Hard what if pass. your father is an English professor? Nope. Nope. This oh, kid hates. This kid hates him. Hates everything about him. Well, hates this no, book. she didn't hate she him, hates him now. She wrote it when they were together, or whatever. But I will say, right? An I don't think so because it's been nine years, and she's like a junior, senior in high school. Oh, so, that's right. I guess the the mother. He said the mother yeah. gave it to him. Oh, okay, you're that's right. right so, that's right. So she okay. would have had to choose it. You're right, and she hated him at the time. Yeah. There huh. is no way this kid was reading Moby Dick <laughs> as a middle schooler. Do you think? No she, way. What if she tried to choose it to somehow it, it connect with her estranged father or do something? Uh, you know, what if she had some kind I th- of motive? I think, I think man, Moby it's your Dick movie. Is, it's your movie going experience. If you yeah. want to buy into that bull. Godspeed, but <laughs> okay. no way a a middle school child is choosing to read Moby Dick. Well, no way a middle school is assigning Moby Dick. Like the, well, that's the, why it's probably that's why it's a cheat because you think yeah. that is the college student right. writing. It. Right, even right, though the right, writing right, right. is rudimentary, and when you hear it, you're like, yeah, it sounds like a middle schooler wrote it. Because when I was hearing back, I'm like, that's not a very good, a very well written essay. It sounds right. like a kid wrote it. But then I'm like, well, he's teaching class. I mean, there are students that just aren't as good, and they're working on it. So, uh, but that's the thing. That's the twist, though. And and what you say, I I, I totally agree with that, Tom, because. Uh, it sounded like a kid wrote it, um, but I think they had to make the assignment Moby Dick because you presumed, oh, college student was writing an essay on Moby Dick. And then, yeah, we'd need an explanation for why was the middle schooler actually writing it. Yeah, it it makes absolutely hmm. no sense a child of that age is reading Moby Dick. Yeah. No. I no, mean, they it wouldn't choose I mean to read it that book is legendary for being dense Mm-hmm. And boring and and replete with metaphors that just don't interest the average reader. Like if you if you ask someone to name a really long book that will probably bore the crap out of them, <laughs> they're gonna say well, Moby Dick or War and right. Peace. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, okay. it's fair. It is. It, you you'd think, and that's the other problem I think that I have with this movie is there are moments where where his daughter. Sadie, is it Swink? Swank? You say so. Uh, the gal from it's it's uh, She's Max from Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Sadie Sink. She, Sadie Sink, and, and she, she is bad in this. I I think I, man, she, I her character that bad. Oh, I think she's bad, and her character bad, but. <laughs> her her character has one note, which is yeah. screeching. Yeah, yeah, it was angry, anger, yeah. Yeah. and and that's the only way as an actress she chooses to express anger. There are other ways to to express that's anger. True. Anyone see, who's I, been married that. can tell you that. Yeah, that's so. True. No, I I don't think it's a good performance. I like there I, are moments yeah. with her where I do feel like she's doing something different. Like at the very end when he's basically bearing his soul to her, and she doesn't know how to like she doesn't know what to do with what she's being told, and she does do like the shrieking anger part. But there is a moment where she gets to the door and she just like kicks her head back, and she was like, you know, like Daddy, what do you need me? To? You know, there's a softness to that anger. But we don't get that until the last five minutes of this movie. 
where the entire time it, she is probably the last awful. 90 seconds. Yeah, you're yeah. probably you're probably right. Well, that's, yeah, that's I mean, the big. I mean, her character doesn't let up. She's horrible the entire movie until you see, I mean, she's hurt and she's dealing with stuff and she just wants her dad at that point. She doesn't want her dad to die. She says it. She says some really mean, horrible things. I can't right. wait till you just die. Just die. I hate I'm you. <laughs> I did. I was I on her side. Of, I did kind I was of just, chuckle and he, when she's like, imagine the grease fire when this guy dies. And I was like, oh, dang, that's really mean, but that's but, really funny. Man, and then his character's like, she's not wrong. I mean, he just <laughs> yeah. kept giving, he, he was so desperate in seeking her attention because of his, I mean, clearly he's uh, he's in a terrible place where he hates himself. He's trying to kill himself by eating. He does not care. He believes he deserves this punishment and so he just ultimately doesn't care like what happens to him or he, no matter what people say about him he's like they're right and he yeah he's so self-loathing but i do think that there is something to take away from the fact that clearly just just because he messed up does not mean he deserves to die morbidly obese i mean i do think there is a connection with this character people can beat themselves up and yeah he made some bad moves but clearly doesn't deserve the life no he's living. he doesn't he, he's he's punishing himself mm-hmm. is what i mean is what he's doing but at the Which same I feel time like is a very i don't know this feels like a religious thing some kind of self oh i don't self, think you're the, the phrase you're looking for is self-flagellation yeah that's, uh, that's hey, no. me yeah. just because i know yeah, that farting, farting on yourself i get no, it that's flatulence <laughs> yeah. oh right 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 sorry, but that sorry, sorry. to me i kind of drew that parallel again because of all the religious undertones yeah. and the way that aronofsky goes in these movies to me i don't know I, I, and, and obviously there's other religious things like gluttony that counteract some of this but i don't know to me it just felt like the punishing yourself for doing something that you shouldn't have was kind of a but that's I, that's the confusing part is like what is he he didn't do anything right like well, i no, can understand no, that's your not family. true he 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 left his he I mean he abandoned his family and he and he began a sexual slash romantic relationship with a student yeah now well, uh, after they graduated after okay class but he but met not, him but, during but the, it's now you get into the grooming aspects of sure. like how much fair. was he during that time frame but i th- i think a larger problem i have with the storyline is is it's getting harder and harder and and this is ultimately a good thing for society but it's a bad thing for the narrative of this film it's getting increasingly difficult to have the motivating factor being like i was ashamed of my homosexuality right and and it's not like this movie takes place in roughly the present day they said it in in 2016 yeah there for some reason but um but still like it's you know it's not like so when they're going back to like he was so ashamed of his homosexuality like we're going back to the 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 crazy days of yesteryear all the (laughs) way back in 20 not oh 2000 and what eight eight right it's so where no, he seemed th- ashamed of it though well he well, was he was ashamed of it i think when he married his a woman. marriage and he married a woman lived life as a heterosexual i'm not saying he's ashamed of it in the present day but yeah. i think he was certainly ashamed of it throughout his uh, was, he was closeted for sure right yeah I just never I didn't read it that way is that he was ashamed of it in that way. I think that he didn't maybe know and then I mean you know not know for sure. I do think he had feelings for the wife. I don't think he cuz they even have that line like you just you were you just mar- with you- her to to have a kid or whatever. He's like, "No." Like I I don't think he did just well, do it for that. 
I see that's where I'm gonna, I'm also going to I'm going to disagree with you. Her statement I think is true. I think he was trying to live a life that society told him was the norm and that's what he was trying, you know, yes, he got married to a woman and he had a child because that's what society expected him to do. Now, to Tom's point, in 2008, I, do I think that people still struggle with that? Struggled with that? Absolutely. But I don't think it was as commonplace as it would have been in 1997, if that makes sense. It just seemed like he did it, right? Like, it wasn't a secretive thing. Like, he just dropped and left them for an, a man. So, to me, it wasn't so much an aspect of being secretive. I think he didn't, like, wasn't sure. And then he followed his heart because he's like, yeah, he figured out this being with a woman isn't for me. And he handled it wrong by abandoning them. And But, I mean... To me, it wasn't a shame thing because I'm like, he did it. He wasn't ashamed. He left and then went on trips no, and took I th- pictures with the guy. And he wasn't. But I, sh- I think he was very ashamed of it in relationship to them. Like, you know, like uh, he has uh-huh. this new world where he's not ashamed of, of being gay. But And I don't even necessarily think in that respect he's ashamed of being gay as much as he's ashamed of of walking away from his family, which yeah, he should be. I, that's but, what I, I agree. I but, think the shame came from what he did, which was leaving them. But there must. But I feel like there must have been shame attached leading into it, or he wouldn't have just ran away like that. Up right. Yeah, that's and, true. And, I can see that. But and, I, and I'm just saying, in today's world, it's a, it's getting a lot harder to have that be the motivating factor for a character because it's getting increasingly difficult to pretend like, oh, I didn't know I was gay, or because right. it's a lot more acceptable in society. So it's it's not you know. It used to be for some people, it really was just an alien concept that it was even an option, let alone sure. allowed. And so it's you're really having to do some narrative backflips these days to I, make that seem plausible. Well, I think you have to you have to I think you have to add the religious element. Like, I think when you if you're going to tell that story, part of the element you, you have to as like a devout religious person that is now struggling with not only how they're feeling on the inside but like how they're gonna reconcile that with their own faith of a faith that for the most part is telling you mm, that's not okay sure right and and and, and christianity well there's a whole well oh boy uh i grew up catholic and it was never really something that was talked about in in, in recent i don't know what the last five years since the new rock star pope took over he has changed that stance and that that is what it is, but I don't think that's well, the he hasn't case for changed all. it, but he softened it. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Definitely softened the the Catholic Church stance on things. Well, let's see what the next guy does. That's also true. Which looks like we're going to find out in about two weeks. I think you're <laughs> about right. But yeah, yeah, that one. The new guy's like, hey, you know all that stuff that the other guy did? Forget it. Yeah, we're going back yeah, to the I olden if they times. Will swing back the other way. Who knows? But you Who know, knows? I think. This may be I've never of heard of a priest swinging both ways before. <laughs> <laughs> so it may be kind of a cheat with the narrative. And to your point, Tom, that I think the reason why, and then you know the whole character and story is based on this. But the reason he left his family for a man was so you don't totally hate him. If he cheated on that's fair. his family, if he cheated on his yeah. wife and left his family for another woman, he's a terrible person. But right. if he's following his heart and realizing that he's gay and that he would have been unhappy living a lie, so. I think the film used it as a you're supposed to connect with him for it. Yeah. It's it's a it's a way to let him off the hook for exactly. committing yes. adultery and abandoning his family like that. And it, and I have a lot of problems with this movie, but like but 
that's one of them is that the the narrative cheats just start piling on top of themselves mm. like ranch dressing on a pizza. Ew. Ugh, I hate that. Yeah. Well, that's what he did, right? Like that's oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's your oh, man. Be, that a ranch is, like, you know, anti ranch. Oh, I, I have, hate ranch salad dressing. Yeah. It, like I, the smell fine. of it yeah, makes it me want to hurl. That's what I'm saying. If I smell it, like Katie, yeah. Katie eats it, and if I smell it when she's eating it, it really does make me feel nauseous. No, I, yeah. I don't. I, there, trust me. Both my youngest is like, can I put ranch on this piece of dog? I'm like, well, don't eat the dog. <laughs> just lick the ranch just off. Lick the ranch off. Uh, I, that's a John Caparulo joke. I can't take oh, credit okay. for that. Oh, right. dang it! See, we hey, keep look. I, I, I know that there, I can't. I can't take credit for that. Um, okay, but I, I will watch just the most depraved horror slasher films all day long, and they don't bother me at all. That scene of him eating, I was like, "This is gross." It was I, so gross, and it was it, like it felt deliberately cruel as a filmmaker to depict it that way like it's oh, like sure. it, it feels like a commentary on fat people and, and it's so? interesting that's interesting i i do especially mm. like he bites into a chicken breast like it's an apple yeah and like and he's basically rubbing the grease all over his face and it's just like that's just not how people eat not even overweight people not even if like, you're binging yeah like that's right but I'm I feel, like, but that was I. I took that as Fraser. That was a choice of him playing the character who wanted to. Basically, if he died and choked on his meatball sandwich, he wouldn't really care. I, he he was trying to kill himself, so he wasn't eating slow. He was taking big bites. It wasn't just that he was fat. It was that he was ready, really, to just have it be his last moment. Just read me the essays. He's like, I want that to be the last thing I hear, and I think he would have been happy to have it. Be I kind of I, I don't disagree, I don't disagree with you about that meatball sub scene. But the scene that Tom is talking about is that scene where he and Liz are sitting there and he is just like manhandling this piece of chicken. And he it's it's like he's like the first time we frenzy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like a friend. That's a good way of putting it. It's like he's just trying to get it down his gullet as fast as he can. He's a food berserker. <laughs> but Bears he almost, it, yeah, it uh, it did seem almost like showing the addiction aspect of it because he's like Liz, please, like he, right. he seemed like an addict looking for a hit, and when he got the chicken, you saw this sigh of relief. You saw his shoulders kind of relax as he's sitting there, and then he starts biting into it. It's like he needed the food because it had become such a a crutch. Which you know, I, I can see that where this is more of a commentary on eating, but. I don't know. I, I think it helped to get you into the character to understand where this guy's at. Like, how did he become this big? And he just started eating like that, like without even thinking, without chewing, without it. You just yeah, take a huge bite. Yeah. Well, but, the, 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 the scene that I, is later, I don't know why. I don't remember why he went. So was it because the the pizza delivery guy like stayed and looked at him that he went crazy? When he's eating the pizzas out of the fridge, like and he's when he's putting, eating like the like putting slices on top of slices, because I think a new person like, saw him for the first time and it was a look of disgust and shame, and and uh, and that to me that was suicide by eating. He was trying to kill himself. Oh, there's for no sure. other way that I could take that scene is that it was trying to just eat so much that he would die because um, because of his heart problems and when he would do any kind of activity or I think sometimes when he would eat this unhealthy food it would just like trigger the heart stuff and I think he was trying to trigger a heart attack he was trying to do whatever he could yeah yeah it was so we should say I guess just to give you a brief rundown uh, Brendan Fraser plays this and guy it's Fraser who, remember it's Fraser sorry yeah. but I will say I guess I don't really know 
what happened to what him as a, in, a, in his career. Like I was trying to figure this out. So he does right. He's he's kind of the the, the hot new thing with Encino Man, George of the oh, Jungle, Fraser's Dudley Do- Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, sorry. Not okay. no, not not the whale. So it's Encino Man, or I guess School Ties is kind of the one that I've seen people go I back think he to recently. Bad movies, you know, after a while, but he didn't I, though. Monkey Bone. But that's in the middle. Like that's a. Weird... I know, but he made all these movies. But then, but he... like George of the Jungle, not a good movie, even if people love it. Monkey Bone. He just started making these commercial but flops, he... and but he rebounds after Monkey Bone because Monkey that's Bone the mummy, was before right? the Mummy. I mean, he did get the Mummy. That, but that's the right. Like, what else was there? I mean, the Mummy for sure. So the, the Mummy and the Mummy Two. Did the Mummy and then get he does... bad? Like the third one is that he... not? That's not good. But that's on the tail end. That's where Ooh. things start to go south a little bit. So it's the mummy, the mummy two, journey, journey to the center of the earth. That's good. Journey two is journey. no, no. He's and a I, journey. Oh, okay. I take that back. Monkey Bone is after the mummy, so the mummy's ninety nine. Okay. Monkey, monkey Bone is two thousand one. But yeah, like so, he does the mummy, and then he does Dudley Do Right. Say bad. and he does a Sinbad animated movie, and okay. then Dazzle. Bedazzled. That's a, I like that movie. So that but, yeah, that's a fun it, movie. But it tanked. Monkey Bone tanks, mm-hmm. and then he then Mummy returns, and then the Quiet American, which I think is Art House, but I don't remember it. And then he's like basically he's on a search for his next tentpole picture because then sure, he sure. Looney Tunes back in action, which tanks. No, but and, I'll, I got to tell you, I will tell you, that's a Joe Dante Looney Tunes movie. Yeah, that is insanely good, but what? it does not. Do well. It, no, it does not do well. Yeah, that's. I'm almost positive. Insanely that's insanely good. That's the Joe Dante one. That's like leans into. No, Looney. That's a bad Space Jam two. It's Space Jam two. Looney no. Tunes back in action. Space Jam two. No, it's is not. what that. Oh, you're saying it's just on it's, that it, level. It's like, but I mean, that's like, yeah, it's like following the suggestive Space Jam. They did. Looney Tunes back in action, and that's not good. There's no I, way that's I, good. I do <laughs> no... need to rewatch it. I remember thinking it was like, oh yeah, Joe Dante doing an actual Looney Tunes movie. I, it has a five point eight out of ten on IMDb. So I, you know, I'll have to rewatch that. So okay. anyway, from there he he goes into his art house run. He does Crash, which Crash. was a hit and won the Oscar, but everybody hates it. Uh, <laughs> it's the Nickelback of Oscar bait. Yeah, um, pretty good. Journey to the End of the Night, The Last Time. I've never even heard of these movies. Um, and then uh, The Air I Breathe, which I guess is... Uh, sounds artsy. Yeah, it sounds artsy. Sounds artsy. Um, and, Journey's and a so, fun kids movie. After so then that, Journey though. to the Center of the Earth, but then The Rock takes that franchise away from him. Because yeah. he didn't want to do... Isn't that the deal? Is that they wanted to bring for Journey 2? He was coming back. But he, but Brendan Fraser wanted the director from the first one to come back. Oh, is that said, the one he quit for? Said, I think. And he said, right. "No, I'm not doing it." You're right. Or, no, I, we won't. And then he quit. And I then believe so. He stood his over. ground for him. Yeah. And so the Rock took his franchises twice. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and then from there, he ends up. He pivots into basically what appear to be movies made entirely for the purposes of tax shelters. Sure. And so sure, that's sure. where you get extraordinary measures. That him and Harrison Ford and some sort of medical science drama, and then f- furry vengeance. You know, and that's kind of where it, that's where it stops. Like furry Escape vengeance, from I Planet think, Earth. Is like, uh, it's an animated that's, movie that's just oh, generic okay. animated. Okay. Yeah. But that's, yeah. that 
that furry vengeance seems to be the the nail well the nail in the coffin yeah and then he and from there on out he's basically just taking work yeah right uh, you, you know for lack of a tv better. shows and it's only like one or two episodes like it doesn't yeah. look like he's on it uh the affair looks like he's on it for six episodes so it's just it's an interesting oh and then he kind of uh, to me he finds this new resurgence with doom patrol yeah mm-hmm. like doom patrol you know they show up on titans which thank god that got canceled um and then he fi- you know doom patrol if you haven't seen it i do recommend it it's f- crazy but it's like the crazy side of the dc well, you won't universe. see it next season that's true you get three seasons i think yeah i think the third's uh, done but then they didn't renew it after that which i mean it, you know with the james gunn thing that seems to be yeah, they got to get saying. their stuff on track because the thing is, I know that it sucks and people are like, oh, we liked the show and it could be a good show. That's fine. But look what Marvel's doing. It all ties in. They can't have Doom Patrol be its own thing, right. even if you like it. Titans be its own thing. I mean, it just can't, even if you like these shows. Like, you know in, I know this isn't part of this, the whale, but what is interesting is that James Gunn has said, we want everything to tie in together. But Mar and but the Marvel games don't tie into anything. <laughs> the games, like, yeah, like the Spider, the PS4 Spider Man game doesn't oh, tie into yeah, the MCU I mean, at all. Yeah, I mean games don't necessarily have to. I mean, I know that they're a huge medium now, and they could. But I mean, I think it's mainly TV. They want their they want you to sign up to HBO Max, just like you sure. sign up to Disney, so you can watch Loki and all the, and Captain, and so we can get Winter canceled before you watch it. it. You can get taken <laughs> yeah. off the but, the whole but thing. not before they make it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna put it together, but then never show it yeah, to you. Exactly. I know. And, and he's supposed to be a Batgirl, but that got scrapped. That got scrapped. Yeah. So, so I will. Say, he's he, he was like the hot. Oh, new he thing. was. He was. Yeah. In, like going to be like a. I don't know if you say a lister, but he was popular movie. You know, everybody. Did wanted you see him. the interview he did with Sandler? When yeah. Sandler did that interview. Where he that's was where like, he said his name's Fraser. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Where Sandler was like, you were supposed to be one of us. Like when oh. they were doing airheads, you were supposed to be one of us, and then you went and got ripped and got <laughs> shredded, and then you did George of the Jungle, and he was like, and then you weren't. And I do kind of think, like, I, as I was listening to that, I was like, man, is he taking, is he taking shots at him, like in this interview where he's like, you were supposed to be one of us, and then you left us behind? I don't think so. But I think I, he was but being self deprecating. Yes, I think that's exactly. Yeah. But initially, it was like, oh man, because like Sandler that, didn't yeah. do anything really until. Um, Punch Drunk Love was his first serious movie. Yeah, Sandler was doing goofy goofball stuff, so he's oh. like, "You're supposed to be doing Airheads movies with us," <laughs> and you went off and did you know big Crash action movies or whatever. Stuff, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but, really, it, he kind of it's a similar trajectory, or at least what he was attempting to Chris Pratt. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah doing Chris, the goofball comedy thing to action star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that man, that that Chris Pratt. All right, so back. So the career is a weird thing. Go away for a little bit. But he's back. Uh, People love this performance. So in this movie, his friend Liz, we should mention, is a nurse. She takes care of him. Again, we don't know their relationship for a while, and then we finally find out that her brother is the guy that he left his wife and daughter for. Her her brother is the the lead um, scientist from Jurassic Park because his name is Alan Grant. Oh, that's. Oh. I, okay, I did as a Jurassic Park fan. I did. I saw that, Alan and I was like, "Oh, Kevin loved it." I know. I Kevin did. loved every part that's of that. Funny. I was like, "Where's this going?" But I do remember now. Yes, that was funny. I was like, "B.D. Wall." What? Well, yeah. well, that's where I went to, and then I'm like, yeah. "Is this racist?" I thought, "No, I no." His name is Kev Allen Grant. Sorry, we just jumped. We presumed that you're being racist, Joe. So. Yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah. But, but the, so, Liz so is the, the gal from Downsizing, right? She's the one that we just saw in me- the menu and Downsizing, yeah. which I love. That's Hong Chao, right? But yeah, she is like his 
not official in-house nurse, but she is. Like, she but you don't know why over. she's doing it, and clearly right. she cares for him. And the reason, spoilers that we find out, is that she's like that last connection to her brother. Her brother who basically took his own life because I think that's more the shame, right? The brother was ashamed because he's in this religious family and he's gay. Yeah, yeah. And I think he killed himself out of shame and now... Oh, he absolutely did. I mean, she says that like he had this... That you know, new life ruined his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That his that so Liz's adopted father is the the pastor of like this cultish, um, religious sect, I guess. Where the her brother, it's an end of the uh, world thing, is how they describe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exa- It's like a it's a it's a doomsday cult. One of these, how you, uh, you know, it. God's going to come wipe out and start over type thing, right? So he, you know, the brother had this whole life planned out for him. He, there was a, a woman inside the church that the father had arranged a marriage and but he ended up the the brother Alan ended up falling in love with Charlie Brendan Fraser's character and he comes back from this mission and he kind of walks away from the church and because of that he is pushed into a spiral of depression and anxiety and all of the above and he ends up yeah he he stops eating and he becomes very sick and he ends up taking his own life and that's that's the shame that I guess the brother is dealing with that also Brennan Fraser, I think deals with as well. Right. He's like, I'm, I was his partner. And if I only loved him enough, I thought if I loved him hard enough, that that would be enough. He would would be be enough. enough. And it wasn't, it wasn't enough. And so, and that scene that when Hong Chao is going through and, at the end talking with the missionary right when she's talking about what happened and yeah all this i mean the kid from iron the kid from iron man 3 that's the kid from iron man 3 that's the kid from iron man no way (laughs) yeah he actually grew up to do something else okay yeah remember we see him at the end of uh infinite uh, endgame they brought him back that's right yeah but but that that is the that is the same kid okay i didn't recognize it but uh i mean that's a really heartbreaking scene and she's a great actor and she's going through and talking about oh that's a great scene losing her brother and charlie and then you know she's like stay away he doesn't need this she kept saying throughout the whole movie that like just stay away from him he's going you know he's doesn't need this right now and then she ends up saying like he's gonna be dead like don't come back because he's gonna be dead in a few days or however she words <laughs> it and then charlie's sitting there in the doorway and you're just like oh but it is they do kind of get tom has brought this up before like the the alfred hitchcock we know the bomb is under the desk thing so they give you a timeline like they give you a day when we first see charlie jerking off and have that hard episode where it's a tuesday and she says he's gonna be dead in a week and it's like there's a ticking clock. That's true. And, and we get to it's. I don't think it's the next Tuesday, but it's not long. After it was kind of weird the way they told the timeline like that because I did see the days. Like I saw them, and then I kind of forgot about it. I'm like, what are we right. doing here? Because like, they I stopped don't need doing days it. for this. Like, are you? Yeah. And I'm like, you don't need days to keep track of like. We know it's not a month in the future. Like they could just. We could just presume it's like within. The I same thought of. Week, I, I thought of it as just a countdown clock. Yeah, but that's a good point, though, and I didn't take that way because I was questioning why are we even showing days of the week like that? But, but in the countdown clock aspect is kind of dumb because yes, he's having congestive heart failure and the clock is ticking, but you it's don't not. Know. But you don't know, like right. it will right. be on exactly the seventh day. That he will. <laughs> right. That's what. Yeah. yeah. That's there I is wonder, no countdown clock for that. It's just your. It could have been the. It could have been the second day. Well, I wonder could've, if that's you know, another could've. religious part, right? Like the lord made the world in seven days could be you know and like i and again that's that's me reaching 
because yeah, sure. but you got to do a lot given, of reaching to make <laughs> yeah, this movie true. work. Yeah, because yeah. he can't, he can't take a shower. You, you know, little, little I, when you take brush. away all that reading into it and, and the religious aspect and all that, which is obviously very heavy, that's part of what he does in his movies now. But as a, a study on humanity, as a character study of Charlie and his depression and his self-loathing and the hurt that he's going through and, and Fraser's excellent performance, like I just I really appreciated that part of it. Not trying to read all heavy into religious and stuff, but like, I don't know, I was into what his performance was doing and i feel like people do beat themselves up and take blame for things that they don't necessarily have any effect on that doesn't matter it's not like we said before just obesity but you know you can connect with making the wrong move or making a mistake and beating yourself up over it and i i appreciated that humanity of the character it was an art house after school special it kind of was but, but and yeah I, and, and that's kind of and, yeah. and i i felt like also that character brendan fraser's character would have had more anger like i think he i think his character would have been mad at the boyfriend right like for taking his own life yeah he threw his life away right to go be with this guy and then he kills himself like i think i think you would be really pissed off that he did that i think maybe he he was but but i also don't think that's charlie right like there's people that are just timid and beat themselves up and take the blame for everything and as what we saw was he just the self-loathing he just hated himself and he there wasn't anger the only anger we see is at the very end when he starts talking to the religious guy because he gets mad because the missionary at the very end of the movie when he finally like thinks that he's like figured out and connects the dots and he's going to get his life back with the church and everything he's basically like you just need to accept the lord because (laughs) uh because your boyfriend didn't and god took his life because he didn't accept the lord and and, you know and that was like holy crap yeah you dummy you're gonna say like i thought charlie was gonna kill him I really thought that it was going to come down to a, like a murderous because we don't see Charlie angry and he gets angry at this part. He was going to put that he was going to put that kid into a fat suit and they were going to fight like a couple of walruses. <laughs> Speaking of fat suit, happen. I thought this fat suit I like I looked <sighs> bad. Like I haven't I seen a think so. I haven't I didn't seen a fat so either. I didn't think it looked believable I it at all. Really, I mean, I thought, thought it looked like a weird, weird Al video. <laughs> I thought the proportions were weird, but I I, I didn't see any like any of the seams you know i i thought he blended in with the suit and i just I, thought it looked really rubbery and fake oh i didn't it get did it definitely it. looked I, I i don't disagree about the the rubberiness of it so there are moments where i was like man is that cg because when you look at his face it it did kind of look like his face was cg'd well, onto they probably touch up something everything with cg these days they That's probably just, do yeah. but it i thought that i how tall is he normally? He's big. He's a big guy. That's the thing. Okay, so like, he's, he's naturally huge. a big dude, he's right? Tall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that that one scene when he stands up for the first time, and I was like, God damn. I think that's why he was a big dude. ripped like George of the Jungle. You know, he's a tall guy. Okay. When you get buff, he's, okay. You know, he's got the Alexander Skarsgård thing, you know? That, well, he had the Alexander Skarsgård. Well, right. But <laughs> if, when he was that same age or whatever, and he was sure, ripped, sure, sure. it's like, you know, tall we and- can all be Tom Cruise and never that's, age. That's right, <laughs> well, exactly. You know, enough Scientology and baby blood. You'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, so, but there is that scene. He, like, when he does stand up for the first time, I was like, God dang. Like, right. that dude is a massive. And, of course, like, when he's sitting down, I don't think you got the magnitude of how big he was. Yeah. Until he stands up and you're like, okay, this is obviously what the title's about. Like, I mean, I get it now. A little on the nose, but I understand. 
Um, but that's what I thought too. Like I get that there's a deeper meaning with the whale and it's about this keeps going back to the essay about Moby Dick, but then they are saying he's the whale. Right. So like, like I mean, it, also is. a literal like size wise. I just thought that's, that's just kind of weird to do in 2023 or 2022 yeah. when this movie released. Right. Like, He's a huge guy, and the movie's called The Whale. And even though right. there is a meaning other than just him, but they're also, he is The Whale. He it is also whale. feels like it's trying to have it both ways to where if you point mm-hmm. that out, it's gonna go, it, they're going to turn back around and be like, no. well, that's not what we said. That's, sure, your, sure, sure. that's yeah. you being You're putting offense. that on the movie. But there's right. no way they make a movie about a morbidly obese person. It just feels weird this day and age because no matter how much meaning and allegories and things yeah. that you put into it, you're at the end of the day, you're like, Oh, the whale. Oh, the just yeah. Feels- like the, and that's why I like the depiction of the film. Like it just, so many parts of this film just come across as, is cruel, not yeah. the characters being cruel, but the filmmakers being cruel. I don't like the way, the way that yeah. they would mic him when he ate. Yeah. So you could hear yeah, yeah, every yeah. slurp and chew, like, which I just hate in general, but I like, but it just everything seemed to be created to to make you be disgusted by him and then and then be like and and then try and have sympathy for him and, well and but then almost then be try to shame you for being thinking disgusted that by it but yeah. I, you're not wrong at all in that aspect but the other thing is too it's like if you're going to make this movie what else is the point like it, it's just it's a hard line to balance it's about an overweight guy and and you're trying to tap into this way this character feels about himself he thinks he's disgusting and he keeps asking people do you think i'm disgusting and so the audience is supposed to be supposed to be judging him so then you can look inwards and question as yourself do you feel this way and so i i mean I get what you're saying, but it's like if you make this movie, I mean that's the problem. Are why make this movie? But if you why make, make it, this movie? Because yeah. but so if you do, you have the, to kind of put those elements in because that's the movie they're trying to make. Yeah, right? but but then why? And well, and yeah. so like because here's the thing. Like what was the uh, the Netflix movie we saw where they were running the scam at nursing homes? Oh, oh that was a great movie. I think uh, uh, the the Roseman Pike one. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, movie. yeah. Um, I can't remember that was. But yes, I remember that. Yeah, but her character's a lesbian, right? Yeah, and we talked about the fact that if that movie had been made twenty years ago, it would have felt like a commentary about lesbians. Right. But now, because you you see so much more representation in film, you can make a movie like that and not have it necessarily be look at what the lesbians are doing. Right. Right. Sure. Sure. But you don't get movies about people of this size or or even bigger people who aren't maybe necessarily this big right because this is an, an anomaly even among right. overweight people when you do get a movie about a character like this and it's all the slurping and the chewing and i'm the fat guy and right. like aren't i disgusting it now it now it does play like a commentary on anybody with a bmi over a certain number and, sure. I, and I just don't think there's a way to not read it didn't, that way and i and i think it's naive and and deliberately obtuse for the filmmakers to pretend like people won't see it that way didn't isn't shallow how like getting some guff now yeah for sure like yeah it's, it's, absolutely it's not it you know when it came out it was what it was like it right. was just a, you know a stupid jack black comedy but now it's like uh that's kind of a cruel movie yeah sure so i i just i, just, I to your point tom i i think you're onto something is like yeah. you you can't do these kind of I mean you can 
but there, you, you got yeah, nobody's pretty, going to arrest you, but, right. pe- but it's, you're going to get pushback. You gotta, you're going to you get gotta, pushback. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like when we got to the end of the movie, to touch on your point about size and stuff, so he's teaching this class. Basically, he after his boyfriend died, after Alan Grant dies on the island yeah, fighting he gets killed, dinosaurs. Yeah, killed by the T-Rex. I get it. Uh, after he dies, he goes into this depression. He starts eating, and we fi- clearly we find out that like that caught that triggered all the eating and his obesity and everything and so he's a teacher but he because of his disability he's teaching online classes now right and from the very beginning we see that when he's teaching the class on what appears to be zoom one of those teleconferencing softwares his picture's blacked out and he lies zop it's zop yeah there you go with that and uh it's moose (laughs) (laughs) so trademark real spoilers yeah he tells the class that, oh, my, my webcam is still broken on my computer. And clearly he's ashamed of the way he looks. At the end of the movie, what it comes down to is he's like, I'm not going to lie to you. Everyone else will lie to you. We're trying to get you to write all these papers and do these stupid assignments that don't mean anything. You need to write about the truth. He says, just right. write something that's true. And they end up writing these things and he reads them and says, yes, yes, you know, this is great, the truth. And he but says, then he gets fired for it? Well, yeah, because he said basically f all these assignments, whatever. I mean, he like went against the whole curriculum and just said oh, basically okay. school okay. is dumb. Just write your feelings, and they're right. like, yeah, you can't do that. But <laughs> but but before, but on their last class, I guess, or he gets them all together somehow, whatever. He's uh, basically, I think he's been fired. And he's like, well, I guess I'm fired. So, but maybe they didn't know it yet, and he came on to say like, yeah, I'm not going to be here, but here, you know, let me read some of your last assignments, and then he says, you know, I'm telling you you need to be truthful and i haven't been truthful with you and then of course i mean we knew this was coming like i was like at the beginning of the movie i'm like well that webcam is going to come on by the end of course yeah in this way he decides to to be truthful and he turns on the webcam and i'm looking at it and i'm like I don't know. I would have no reaction to that. He's overweight. I just I don't would think, have zero. Like when I, they're all they taking all pictures those of people, it, and I was like, what? Extras, who the fuck cares? Extras, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I would be like, oh yeah, it's an overweight. Like, I just, it's not. It's not like he portrayed himself as some thin, athletic guy. It's just yeah. a voice. He's just but, a disembodied voice. I, that was a weird thing where I thought that was maybe a little mean or a little ridiculous. Like, I do think in okay, I guess 2016 or whatever. But I think in current days, you know. People that are overweight, I mean, the average person is overweight, right? Like, we live in a society now where I think we're pretty used to people being overweight. One way or another, it's just, I don't think... Unless you're Tom, and you just start dropping the ball like I know, right? He's screwing the average up. I I spent the first 50 years overweight. (laughs) But I just don't think that if this guy came on the camera, that you'd be that shocked. I agree wholeheartedly. I think that, I think most people's reaction would have been like, oh... That's why he kept the camera off all yeah, the time. Right, right. That's kind of sad. Yep. And then the, 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 the taking pictures of the of the screen. Yeah, it's the reaction. Like, it was yeah. a commentary. Like I think that's ridiculous because they made everyone basically like a horrible person, and right. maybe they are trying to get you to look at yourself. But I don't think people in general are that horrible on that level. That's like a hundred percent of people. If right, they saw right. a fat guy, uh, would yes, be taking like, pictures. That's not. It, it, yeah, because like, if you hear people, larger people or people that are this large they will talk about people looking at them or making cracks so i don't want to deny that experience for those people because i I am absolutely sure that those assholes are out there but i also do i'm not denying it either right yeah but i also don't think that like you said 100 percent of the people in that class would have reacted that way and also i think if anything you would have lessened the number because now it's not just a random stranger you're seeing on the street who's large it's a a person you've been interacting with and developed a, a, a relationship and presumably 
probably a respect for because he seems like he was a good teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, it developed a respect for, and then when you see that, I think you know at least one person in that class is go- is going to maybe have a gut check about what they like. What are you guys doing? About, what are you doing? Ab- about how they think about people like that. Sure. Yeah. Sure, and sure, yeah. Sure. Exactly. And and I get the whole thing of too. Like even to your point, if you try to give the benefit of the doubt and be like, well, you've been in this class and you hear them and then of course you're painting a picture right like when you hear a voice you think of what the person looks like and it doesn't always match but i don't think that your reaction would be that visceral it just no the way they did it was i thought kind of weird because i was thinking of myself and i was just like if i saw someone that i didn't know but you know thought maybe they looked way and they're big i would be like oh and then i'd be like oh that's why he did the webcam thing like i right my first thought wouldn't be like oh my god like look it just, at the size of that yeah, guy yeah so i just thought that was kind of weird i didn't like that i think you know i i've i've rewatched joker uh probably in the last six months and You're I talking about of, Suicide Squad, the Joker in that, right? No. Because you no, love that movie. I don't love that movie. You wanted to watch it before HBO deleted <laughs> it from existence. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's not like it's I, I don't own it. it. Uh, this, and I've kind of reversed my feeling on that movie. Well, did you do um, a reverse reverse or just one reverse? I, I, just did, I, did, I think that maybe I only did I don't. I don't, honestly don't. I thought that I you enjoyed liked it, it at first, didn't you? Yeah. So okay. And then lately, I, you've said you don't. like That is it how now. I feel about okay. it. Is okay. I still feel that way. I think his performance is amazing. Yeah. It is a next level performance. The content of that movie is a little prob is is not a little. It is problematic. I kind of feel the same way about this movie. Is the content isn't problematic, but his performance is next level i think he if it's a this is a lesser actor giving a lesser performance i am with tom 100 percent. but given his performance i was at least interested in what he was doing in that role so that's it's kind weird, of though, saved that, the movie for me uh, i in know that, that i mean i know that that whole thing is another tangent but i still think it's weird it's a tricky thing with the joker thing because Yes, you could say there's problematic stuff in that movie, but that movie is basically Taxi Driver, and everyone loves Taxi Driver. But that character's super problematic. Yeah, he's the yeah, same. Yeah, that's char- a good he's point. Like an incel, like I, a like an incel idol. Like, oh, just go and you get the woman, and if not, just start shooting people. And it's he's a problematic character from the seventies. I think that so, I don't want to say yeah. the difference, but I think the 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 problem you run into is that they're there can be a thin line between making a movie about a character who isn't good and and making a movie about a character who isn't good and you're supposed to like them but i and don't think you are right and people i don't think you are either and i think from it yeah. and i think because it's the joker like oh sure sure people sure. are like but i still want to wear my t-shirt with the joker on it and it's <laughs> right. like well and but you know what you can but, wear the t-shirt with the brian boland joker on it right but you're still this version but you're still at the end of the day wearing a t-shirt <laughs> with a serial killer on it right <laughs> yeah, like, a man I, who so, murdered a I, child and and yeah. taxi driver spoiler for taxi driver yeah. um it it kind of ends up becoming a meta commentary on itself because you know within the con text of the film travis bickle becomes a hero in the media and we know that he is not a hero that he did one thing in if you if you edit out a lot of everything that came before and everything that's probably going to come after and you look at this you know 90 second window this guy can look like a hero but you know but he He was a stalker he was a 
I think the word the term incel is pretty spot on. Uh, but it, yeah, but, I mean, same, but yeah. he's like a hero, like an incel hero that they would worship, right? And so I think right. the Joker became that for a modern audience. But it's like if you have a problem with the Joker, you kind of have to have a problem with Taxi Driver. And I, I, think, that, I think I but, do. I, I, but yeah. I, I mean, you have to again, view it for the same that's lens, a, that's right? A, that's a that's another next level performance, right? You know, and, and that, great, that's why great that's movie. how I that's my favorite Scorsese movie. It's great. Are but, you for real? Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, it's I'm a not, great but movie. But your favorite Scorsese movie? One of them for sure. What's okay. yours? Okay, like uh, the mobster ones. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, I mean those Casino are great is kind of the, uh, where I would King, probably King fall. of Comedy, which is also problematic I'll, for the same. And yeah. Taxi Driver are my favorites. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Goodfellas, I think, is is yeah, pro- good, probably good fe- yeah. his most, and it's also his most accessible. Right, it's like, that's it's like his popcorn movie. A very right. good, accessible. Yeah, good, yeah. Goodfellas is good. But stuff. anyway, so so with this movie. And Although end, people I, always forget about Cape Fear because oh, it's a remake, man. but goddamn, does that movie work? That's a great. I, you know, just I, always, I always think of that as a De Palma movie. <laughs> yeah, in my yeah. head, I don't know I why. Get, like I think I, that's. I, I, don't, I don't think that's crazy. I get that's that. that's a great movie too, and uh, you know, one of my favorites, After Hours. Oh, it's been so long since I've seen that one. But oh my gosh! What a, it's a, what a it's, it's like a comedy Scorsese movie. It's like a dark comedy. This guy just goes on this crazy this crazy evening of just one thing after another, whatever could go wrong goes wrong. And it is so freaking good and so hilarious. Go watch after hours, but it doesn't feel like a Scorsese movie. Like Scorsese, when you look back and you know, especially people go, Oh, he just makes mobster movies. Go look at the, I don't know, the eclectic catalog of Scorsese movies and see that he has dark comedy and pool movie and, mobster and then these street La- crime last temptation of christ right yeah. I mean, <laughs> raging he really he is not just a one-note director he's made a lot and sure he doesn't make superhero movies but he's made all sorts of genres of movies did but- he do did he do cruising no no is that not him okay that's pacino though yeah pacino's yeah. in that but that's not okay scorsese but yeah, so it's just we. I mean, the whole movie is about Charlie and finding out why he hates himself. Uh, the daughter, he convinces the daughter, who he's estranged from, that he left when she was eight or whatnot. Now she's a high school senior. We find out that she is about to flunk out of high school, and he wants to help her. And he says, "Hey, I've got all this money that I've been saving, and you can have all of it, but I need you to come over here, and I want to get to know you. I'll write your papers for you. You got to just." you know, not fail high school essentially is what he's getting to. And she's very angry, as Tom said. I mean, that's her, that's the it's her one, it's her one emotion. Uh, yeah. I thought she was good. Cause I like, I thought it was believable. The anger to me, I was like, man, this is an angry kid. So I, I, I know that it was kind of one note, but to me, like I, I felt it. I, thought she's an angry teenager that is lashing out and so uh but she does that you know she, when she visits him she hates him she doesn't want to be there she's just like write my paper for me and he's like you know i need you to do something too why don't you write something and i thought that haiku thing was funny <laughs> it almost gave him a heart a attack <laughs> yeah she's yeah well yeah anytime that he laughs that's how unhealthy he is is that even laughing puts him into like a heart any episode. any sort of any sort of like physical movement yeah so she's coming around the the missionary kids coming around liz is coming to take care of him liz says she can't be over she doesn't want the missionary over there she knows that he's dying and anything can trigger his you know his imminent death and so she doesn't want anyone here but he keeps having these characters over and we just get to know him we get to know these other characters and then 
by the end, he kind of has a falling out with Liz because, and this is the thing I said halfway through the movie too, when he has 120,000 and he's going to give it to the daughter that I know he feels guilty, but the daughter that hates him, I'm like, Liz has been taking care of him this whole time. You're not going to leave her anything. He has these moments where you're just like, okay, I'm on this guy's side, right? Yeah. Like I get it. But and then I he does that things. That's just like, you dumbass. I mean, like give the daughter 60,000 or whatever. But I'm like, Liz is keeping you alive. She cares about you. And the she's- whole, the whole thing about the truck where I was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, just give her the money. Don't, you know, just give her the money for the truck. Yeah, I know. It's hard. And like, but again, this is a character that hates himself so much and blames himself. And now, especially since he sees the daughter, he's going to blame himself for not being there to raise her. And now she's become, you know, I mean, she's not a good kid, right? She's she's no. getting in fights. No. She's she's saying terrible things. And, and like, I mean, she's... She tries to r- ruin the the... The, the missionary kid, the missionary kid, right? Yeah. And Charlie tries to. Oh, she was trying to help him. Clearly, she was trying no. to ruin this kid's life. The the missionary got kicked out of his church. We find out for smoking weed and stealing money and stealing money. And she is like, "Oh, you don't smoke weed? You don't?" You and he's like, "No, I I've, I've smoked weed before." And then we find out like, "Oh, that was a big problem that he had." And then she's trying to get him to do it. And then she's taking photos of him doing it. And eventually, she sends them to his family who he ran away from, right. and also to say like, "He's here. He stole this money from the church and left." And she's trying to get him in trouble. But then at the end, Charlie's like convincing himself, no, she was doing well, no. it so he could go home. Well, yeah, because the kids like, you know, they, my parents reached out and they said it's just money and they want me back. And like, it, they, you know, it just happened to be that the parents were willing to forgive the kid right. rather than be vindicated. Yeah, but ba- she didn't know back, that. She didn't it know backfired, that. It backfired on, on exactly. her daughter. Yeah, right. on, yeah so right, right, right. a terrible person. And, and, uh, but, you know, Charlie's still clinging on to that. And again, he, any terrible nature that she has, he's saying he's to blame, right, for leaving. And so I get him wanting to give her the money. But yeah, the Liz thing drove rubbed me the wrong way and it also drove her away because then Liz is clearly like like my car broke down and I walked in the snow to get your groceries and you had money where you could have done anything called a taxi fixed my truck whatever you know and it's just that's that was bad yeah it was real bad Yeah. yeah Yeah. Did anybody else have issues with the audio on this film? It, the, I had this, issues with the theater that I was in. Couldn't figure out the screen ratio. Yeah, it's a four by three movie. F- yeah. It is four by three, but like they couldn't figure that out. So like, what did it, it look was, like? Was it stretched or something? They stretched no, it? it was shrunken even more. Oh, it so was like, like with it was they took sixteen by nine and then within yes. the sixteen by nine made it four by three. Yes, gotcha. so yeah. like oh. they not only and, when, and that's fine, right? Like I don't I don't care about the four by three, but it's like it it's they cut off the top and bottom, right? So yeah, I was like, is it, it supposed yeah. to look this way? And then no. when I saw it, when it said like a film by Darren Aronofsky, like it was just like half of the text, so you know that it was. And I was yeah. like, well, that can't be right. And then yeah. about halfway through the movie, they fixed it. But I could hear the two jerk offs in the in the booth. So now like, there's three jerk offs. That's right. Yeah, no joke. Uh, so there, I can hear him talking about it, and I was like, "Will you shut the fuck up? Like, or go, or walk backwards from the projector because I could hear every conversation you're having. You idiots. I thought the audio sounded like it was had been recorded in one language and then redubbed like oh, that's weird <laughs> like none of it sounded like it was recorded on set to me i thought huh. it had a really huh. weird sound I mean, to it 
I didn't get that. No, I didn't get that either. But uh, the movie, so I'm guessing he chose the four by three for the to make it feel claustrophobic. You got this yeah. big guy, and the, yeah. the you know it's not very open. You're not supposed to feel space. You're supposed to feel closed in, like he feels. And the cinematographer is Matthew Labatik, who's a great cinematographer. Uh, recently, he's done Don't Worry, Darling, Birds of Prey, A Star Is Born. He did Mother. He's an Aronofsky guy, but he's done a lot of movies. He makes good looking movies. Iron Man Two. Iron, the first Iron Man, actually. Okay. Inside Man. We talked about good that movie. last week or a couple weeks ago. It's a great movie. So good cinematographer. So I thought the movie, I thought the movie looked good and kept my attention for being a one location film. Um, I don't know the way it was filmed with very limited space. I did find it interesting to look at. It wasn't just point and shoot. You know, I thought the angles were good and. Yeah. No, I thought that was good. fine. And I, 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 you know, when you find out that this was a stage play. You're like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, there was not a shocker. Not at all. Right, which not is what we, when we talk about chamber pieces and these films that take place in one location or plays, I mean, that's what a lot of times it's adapted from a chamber piece like that. Right, right. Yeah, I thought, I thought visually it was fine. Yeah. So, I mean, in the end, he dies. That's what that's we knew it. it was coming, yeah. right? I mean, it, it's going to happen. And he, and he doesn't squish... Emma, or whatever her name is. No, I mean, so Eliza, there's this one scene halfway through that we talked about where she she's about to leave, and he's like, no, stay, I'll give you the money, whatever, just stay. Right. And she's like, walk over to me. And clearly he can't, and it's cruel, and again, she's a terrible person, and she says, walk over to me right now. And so he gets up and tries, he falls, he breaks his table, he hurts himself, and I think she walks away, and I mean, she's just mean. She leaves yeah, she him slams there. the door and leaves, yeah. Yeah, and so at the end of the movie everyone's upset he's gonna die and he is we find out that she wrote the essay and that's why it's so important to him it's not the the boyfriend's essay but it was hers that she wrote in middle school like tom said it's right ridiculous as it is or whatever while reading but, while reading moby dick right and so that's why he wanted her to read it and he's like read it to me like and if you want to help read it to me and so he wants that to be the last thing he hears or gets read to him or whatever and so she's just like no no and she's about to walk away and that's when like Joe said earlier, she has this change where she's like realizing like this is her dad and as mad as she is and as much as she says she hates him, like it's her dad. She doesn't want him to die. She doesn't want to lose him. And she says, daddy, you know, what can I do? And she reads yeah. him the thing. And this is while she's reading it and they're describing the essay about Moby Dick. Here he comes standing he stands up, up he's starts walking. walking. And, and I was like, he man, lifts. he's going to squish he, that girl. And that is the end <laughs> of this movie ridiculous. is he's going to fall on her and they're that, both going to die. That'd be so ridiculous. But again, I mean, now I think this goes back to the religious aspect that like what he did and what the boyfriend did wasn't a sin. And even though he has distanced himself from religion, I mean, he lifts yeah. up, right? He, I right, took it as right, he's right, going right. to heaven. No, that's exactly what that he's, is. He's free of his body. Yeah. Correct. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, and the guy's like, oh, the only way you can find God, and then you'll be free of your mortal body, and you'll get a body made of light. And so that's what they describe happening. Even though he didn't care anything about religion, essentially it showed that that's what happened. So that's another weird read where yeah. it's like the missionary so, guy's forcing religion. So but he now, was right, but yeah, right. It's like <laughs> he was not good because he said your boyfriend died because he didn't accept God. I, and then, I didn't. I didn't read it as that. I read it as just the more simplistic of like he's no longer cursed with this flesh suit that is <laughs> where weighing him down literally and figuratively I mean, yeah sure you could but which is also kind of ableist like when a little bit you know, when people take the 
kids in wheelchairs and they're like, you're free of your wheelchair. Get but out, get up. Yeah. But they no, did so much went. around religion and the visuals yeah. sounded like the description. He set a body of light and the screen goes oh, white. Oh, yeah, and, he, li- and I mean, he lifts off yeah, the ground. I, uh, I don't think that's necessarily a wrong read. I'm just saying I personally yeah. just saw it more as like, oh, he's free of his body. Oh. And that's as much as yeah. I... Yeah. thought as I gave to it because I was so ready for this movie to be over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it just, it's not it, a it is, it is a Im- movie. It's no, it's an impressive performance from him, from Brent yeah. Fra- Fraser. Mm-hmm. And that's what I took away from it is like, okay, like this guy can still go. He's kind of the, you know, he's not the, it is weird to see him in interviews because he is like the, I mean, he comes off as like the most humble dude for sure. You could possibly talk. and it, I there are moments He doesn't come you know, across like the guy that was the star of the mummy, right? He doesn't come across He does like not come stuff. across that guy. He's very looks very friendly, very humble, very thankful. And I wonder there are moments in interviews where he kind of he doesn't talk about what happened in those years where he was gone, but he drops kind of he's he's kind of dropped hints sometimes and I wonder how close this character is to maybe Brendan Fraser's Fraser's own experience. Or if he was able to easily tap into it because of similarities, That's what I mean. right? Yeah. Like, yeah, there there might be some some similarities between Charlie and Brendan, which maybe is why it's such a truthful and honest. Could be, uh, yeah, performance. which is also why yeah. Joaquin Phoenix is as good as the Joker. Maybe he is. Really the <laughs> he's the Joker. He, he's the Joker. Yeah. Oh. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, okay. there you go. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, I guess it. That's it for this one. Thank God. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> Tom did not seem too excited about this one. No, I no. It's fun talking about it. I just yeah. I think this oh, yeah. movie is trash. That's I fair. do not I understand totally all the raves for this movie. It is awful and insulting and <laughs> just bad. So uh, I guess uh, let's go around the virtual table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts B U T T S twenty one. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And, of course, don't forget our Patreon, Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, Dom proposes to Lydia. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice because we already Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.